Hello there. Welcome to 633 Podcast. Why do we call it that? Because we believe Matthew 633, where it says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I'm Sharon McComb, Certified Life Coach, and I have partnered with Kimberly Bellrose, Faith Coach, to wake up the believer on the inside of us to be living like we believe. We co-host Coaching Works episodes to bring an awareness of the profession of coaching and how we testify that it can help anyone with anything. Kimberly does wake-up episodes on her own, and she uses her relationship with Holy Spirit to bring breakthrough in our lives and share what she hears. But this is Checkmate. And in my Checkmate episodes, I discuss the many ways that we get stuck in our lives, just like Checkmate. I use my experience and tips to share how we can tackle these stuck points. So today, we're going to follow up on uh, a series that I've been doing about boundaries, having healthy boundaries in our lives. Um, in the first episode that we did, um, I explained an analogy that I use about boundaries being like fences around our yard and the purpose of the boundaries and how that really works. In the second episode that we did, um, I asked you to look at your own boundaries of your yard. Um, and we talked about some of the things that that entails. Today, we're going to talk about even closer than our yard, we're going to talk about the boundaries of our house. So following that analogy, um, just to recap, if you imagine your life like a community, okay, um, the people that you interact with from time to time that come into contact with you in your world, they're like your community. And then you have the people who you interact with on a regular basis. They can be your co-workers, your, your family, extended family, your friends. Um, they can be people who um, have a place in your life um, that are important to you. And that's like your neighborhood, okay? The neighborhood inside your community. And then you have yourself. And in your neighborhood... You have a house and a yard and a fence around your yard with a gate in it. And people can come in and out of your yard through the gate. And some people can come through the yard and right into your house. And so this represents you. The whole yard is you. And the fence is what keeps you in and other people out. It keeps the things that are healthy for you in and the things that are unhealthy for you out. It shows people, this is where my property starts and yours ends. So we have control over the things in our lives that happen inside the fence that we have around us. We can only control what happens inside our fence and what happens inside our house. So I talked a little bit last week about 
the people who are extremely close to us, who would be like our parents or our spouse or our grown children. Um, and those would be people whose fences um, border yours. So you share a fence. You know, it's your fence and their fence is the same one on one side of you. It separates your yard from theirs. So, for example, let's talk about, um, for me, just to recap quickly, I said, like, one fence in my life would be my grown son. His fence comes up to my, his yard comes up to my yard, and it's separated by the fence. And he's free to come and go out of my yard, because he's my son, and I love him. However, there are boundaries between my yard and his yard. So... It's still sep- that fence still is separating what is my responsibility from what is his responsibility. Should he choose never to cut his grass, I can comment. I can say, you know what, you should cut your grass. It's looking pretty shabby. But I can't make him cut his grass because it's his grass. It's not my responsibility to cut his grass. It's his responsibility. Right? So hopefully that kind of gives you an understanding of what I'm talking about when I talk about the fence separating our yards. Today we're gonna to talk about even more personal than just our yard. Our yard represents the things that go on around us in our lives and um, that affect us directly. Our house, in this analogy, represents the things that go on in our lives inside of us. So we're gonna to talk today about how you can set healthy boundaries and what healthy boundaries look like um, in areas that um, are right inside of us. So, for instance, our time and attention, you know, how we spend our time, what we spend our time on. Our resources, that can be time, it can be energy, it can be money, it can be um, effort. Um, We're going to talk about our feelings and thoughts. And how those need healthy boundaries. And we're going to talk about something that I call response versus reaction in these things. So, I find that a lot of people that I have been working with as coaches, as coaching, I mean, um, so a lot of them struggle with, with boundaries in, in the area inside their own house. Um, and a lot of them struggle with the boundaries of their feelings and thoughts. And so I'm going to start with that today because I think that that is a really big one. And when you can establish healthy boundaries in this area, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your outlook on life. It's going to change your relationships. And I'm going to be honest, when we start to set healthy boundaries, when we have not had healthy boundaries in our life before, it's going to be difficult. We're going to run up with a lot of resistance. Um, The people around us who are used to having the control um, are not going to like the new you. They're going to um, push back. Uh, I will guarantee that. I will guarantee that they will be angry. They might even be hurt. Um, but we have to understand 
when we talk about boundaries and feelings and thoughts, they're not just your feelings and thoughts that need boundaries. It's theirs as well. And so let's just start with looking at what kinds of boundaries we're talking about. So I tell my clients a lot. Um, you have control over your feelings. You have control over your thoughts. And so many times I run up against resistance to this idea. Because in the world we live in today, um, and, and for a while now, um, this the prevailing attitude towards feelings and thoughts is that they control us. You know, it's like they're not even ours, really. So he made me angry. Or I can't help what I think. Um, or um, I'm frustrated because that person has put me off 10 times and I can't get a response from him. Okay? We shift the blame of our feelings and thoughts onto other people. And that is perfectly acceptable in today's world. However, when we look at what is a healthy boundary, we have to see that those feelings and those thoughts come from our brains, our hearts. And therefore, they are our responsibility. No one else's. And so I say things like, he cannot make you mad unless you choose to be mad. Well, I can't help how I feel. I feel angry when he does that. Okay. You can help how you feel. But more than that, you can help how you react. And this is where we get into response versus reaction. Okay. When our boundaries are violated... We have a choice. We don't realize it, but we have a choice between reacting to that violation and responding to that violation. When someone makes you angry, we'll follow this example, you have a choice. You can instantly feel angry, and that is a natural emotion. Okay? I'm not saying that you will never feel anger if you have healthy boundaries. That's not true. The boundary comes from what do you do with that? Okay, so the moment you feel anger, if you have healthy boundaries on your emotions, you're going to stop. And you're going to say, wait a minute, I'm choosing anger. Before you, re before you react, you need to stop yourself. Who's angry? It's not about fault. Right? We're talking about emotions. So who's angry? I'm angry. So how am I going to react is your question. When you react out in anger without thinking about it, it's, it's from impulse. It's from, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say evil versus good. But the Bible does tell us that Holy Spirit gives us self-control and so we need to um, really build that self-control muscle in ourselves if we're going to have healthy boundaries in our lives and so 
when we just react out of our flesh, so to speak, just allow our ego to jump in and say, hey, I'm angry, I'm going to do this. That's reacting. That's impulse. And that's not what God wants from us. It's not what God wants for us. Because then, effectively, what we're doing is we're being held hostage by our feelings and giving the control of our feelings to somebody else. It's almost like slavery, really. I mean, if you want to get right down to it, we give power to somebody else over our feelings. And that cannot be what God wants for us. And it certainly can't be healthy. And it's certainly not going to make you happy in life. So what's the difference then? What can you do otherwise? Instead of reacting, we can respond. Respond has the same root as responsibility. Yeah, isn't that cool? We take responsibility for our feelings. And when we take responsibility for our feelings, when we say, hey, wait, this is my feeling. Nobody controls me. Right? Then we can pause and say, what am I going to do about this feeling? Then we have a moment, a second even sometimes, to choose to do what God would want us to do. Does that make sense? So a response is a a purpose-driven answer to someone's actions towards us or words towards us, where a reaction is an impulse or ego-driven answer to the same thing. When we're in control of our own self, the things that come from us, our words, our thoughts, our feelings, when we have control over those things and we don't give that control to somebody else, then we can live a life that is more peaceful, um, more fulfilled and satisfying. We feel better about ourselves. We can choose, when when we choose to take responsibility for our feelings, And say, wait a minute. He said those words. I chose to get angry. Now I also choose to react in love. Or I choose to react calmly. Or I choose to walk away from that person. You know, you can plan your choice. Then what we've done is we have very clearly set a boundary for ourselves inside our house. And this is something that, you know, I work with clients often to pre-plan those responses. Because it's really hard to just start responding rather than reacting um, in the heat of the moment. You know, it's setting yourself up for failure. So if you know that you get triggered by a certain person or you get triggered by certain um, events or words, um, You can plan ahead. And this is how we set the boundaries. We set healthy boundaries in in the areas of our emotions. And again, it's like I said in my last couple episodes, you're not going to start by tackling every area of your life. You know, you can't just change overnight. It takes time and it takes 
work and effort and it takes prayer. Um, do, let's not discount prayer in this. I mean, I'm a Christian and I believe that I can, you know, do all things through Christ who gives me strength, especially things that I know God wants me to do anyway. And so prayer is a big part of this. And lots of times when people are struggling with um, healthy personal boundaries and feelings and thoughts um, and emotions, um, I would, as a coach, counsel them to sit down and pray about it and ask God to show them where they need to start working on this issue. And so many times they come back and they say, you know, the first thing that popped in my head was this. Or so-and-so was the first person that came to my mind. Let's work on that. And to me, that is following the prompting of the Holy Spirit. That's working in conjunction with God. And it always ups our chances of success when we partner with God. Right? So, how can you make this happen? I would suggest you start by just that. If you know that you're not always the one in charge of how you feel about things. If people can make you feel something that you don't want to feel, if people can make you do things because you're reacting out of emotion, then one thing you can do is sit down, maybe with a journal or a piece of paper and a pencil, and ask God to show you the first area to change in, the first emotion to tackle, the first person you need to deal with. And once you've done that, then take a look at what emotions are mostly triggered in that area and plan a response. When I feel resentment, let's say, I'm going to stop and I'm going to say, what's causing this? What's causing this? And then I'm going to decide, you know, if it's, if it's that somebody is asking me to do something I don't want to do, then this is my course of action. If somebody is um, talking to me in a way that I don't feel I deserve, then this is how I'm going to respond. Um, the same thing can be said for our thoughts. We have complete control over our thoughts. We are to take every thought captive to, to Christ. That means we have the control to take those thoughts. So somebody else can't make us think something. Right? That's just that's just common sense, really. I know other people will tell you differently, but this is this is the cold hard truth. We have control over our thoughts. We can choose to not think a certain way, or if we are thinking in a certain way and it's not serving us and it's not aligning with God, we can choose to ser- to think something different. I mean, that might be a breakthrough right there for some of you. We have control over our thought life. We have control over our emotions. We have not always been taught to take control, to take responsibility for those thoughts and feelings. But until we do, we're not going to have healthy boundaries in those areas. We're going to be jerked around like um, a dog on a chain by anybody who wants to, you know, do so. 
All they have to do, you know, you know the saying, he can push my buttons. He knows what buttons to push, right? That's, that's somebody knowing what it's going to take to set off an emotion or a thought in your head so they can control you. And that's not what I want for you. And that's not what you want for you. So it's really important that we start to think about what we think about. It's really important to start feeling responsible for the feelings that we have. And if you take nothing away today, I hope that's what you take. That healthy boundaries on our thoughts and feelings will change our whole life. So I'm going to give you an example of what that looks like. Because you can hear the teaching, but not always you know, be able to think practically in, in what that looks like in your own life. So part of setting healthy boundaries is determining that you're going to do so. That's step one. That's what we've been talking about. Take responsibility, take control. Plan ahead. Okay. The second step in setting boundaries is to assess where your fence is in that boundary. So, um, or in that situation, I'm sorry, where your boundary is in that, that situation. So if someone, um, let's take the example that you live with someone who yells at you a lot. Um, it could be a parent, could be a spouse. Let's hope it's not your child. <laughs> um, it could be a boss that you work for who yells at you a lot. Um, and that riles you up and it gets you upset and it hijacks your emotions. It starts to affect your thoughts about yourself. And it's an area where you need some boundaries. So let's use that for example. So the first thing you're going to do is when you feel um, harassed, when you feel uh, hurt by the person who is yelling at you, you're going to stop in your mind for a second before you allow any thoughts or feelings to really get too formed you're going to take the thought captive and you're going to put it in front of God and you're going to say okay God how do you want me to feel about this what would you have me do right that's taking the thought captive to Jesus and you're going to make a choice which you have already pre-planned because if that's something that happens to you regularly, it needs to be on your list of things that you plan a response for. So you're going to say, this is how I'm going to react. Okay. So that's step one or step two, step two. <laughs> I should keep better notes so I keep track. Um, the next step is communicating that boundary. Essential essential in establishing boundaries is to let the other person know what your boundary is. Silent boundaries do not solve problems. All they do is cause more frustration and resentment. So we talked about that in the last episode that everybody has a boundary in those areas. They just don't always express it. And so when you're establishing boundaries for someone in your life, about your emotions and your feelings and your thoughts, um, you need to communicate that boundary. And you need to communicate it clearly. You can't beat around the bush. You can't hint. Um, because these people don't take hints. Okay, you want to be firm, 
loving and clear. Okay, so you're going to say something, instead of saying something like, stop yelling at me, you should be nicer to me. Okay, that's not establishing your boundary. That's feeding into it. Although it might sound like you're saying, you know, stop yelling at me. It doesn't, it, there's no I statement in it. Okay, so you need to say what you need. Okay, so a more appropriate uh, communication of what that boundary is would be, you can choose to yell at me if you want to. But I choose not to be in your presence when you're going to do that. I will leave. Now, let's say it's your husband. Is that going to start a fight? Would in my house. Um, because when someone who is used to treating you a certain way suddenly faces a communication of your very clear boundary, right? They're going to hear, I did something wrong and you're mad at me. So I should get my back up. It's not what you said. It's not what you meant. But let's face it. That's kind of usually what happens, right? Don't be dragged into it. Stand your ground. When they, when they come back at you in anger or they retaliate to you, you just say, I'm not going to continue to be in your presence if you're going to yell at me. Now, in my life, um, my late husband used to have a three-strike rule. And he taught it to my son. And you let somebody away with something three times. Three strikes are out, right? So in my, in my world, I give them three chances. I will say three times, I will not stay in your presence if you're going to yell at me. And then after the third time, if they continue to yell, I walk away, right? So just leave. Do what you say you're going to do. And it might not work the first time. It might not work the second time. It might not work the 15th time. But it will eventually work, and I'll tell you why. Boundaries are not about the other person. It seems like they are. It seems like you're setting limits on what they do. But that's not the truth. The truth is you're setting limits on what you will handle or what you will allow in your house, in your yard. Boundaries are always about you. Love and boundaries go together. So setting boundaries for other people isn't what we're doing. We're setting boundaries for us. You can't build somebody else's fence. You can't affect somebody else's yard. And you certainly can't affect somebody else's house, which is where yelling comes from, is their house, their inability to control themselves. What you can build is your fence, right? So you're setting boundaries around your behavior, around your words, your feelings, your emotions. And then you're communicating what that boundary is to somebody else. And people can't be in relationship with you in a loving way, the way God wants our relationships to be, if they don't know what the limits are. Think back to, you know, if you're raising a child, you love that kid. 
you know, with all your heart. But if you don't set limits for that kid, if you don't clearly tell them what the rules are, how can you correct them? How can you have consequences for them if they break the rules? If they didn't ever know what they were in the first place? We know that instinctively. It's the same thing with ourselves. The people in our lives want to be in relationship with us. They want to love us. They want to, you know, be in communication with us and be in our lives. But if we don't ever show them what our limits are, our boundaries are, what the rules are for dealing with us, then how can we blame them when they cross them? It's an important relational um, component. You need to know what somebody else will allow in their yard, in their fence. If you're going to be friends with them, if you're going to marry them, if you're going to, you know, work for them. And they need to know what yours are. So thoughts and feelings are something I, I picked because it's the most, um, it's the one that impacts our lives the most, I believe. And it's also the one that I run up against the most in coaching, where people have mistaken what um, power they have to control their emotions and their thoughts. I just want to quickly now talk about time, because your feelings and your thoughts often dictate the rest of the things that happen inside your house. So your time and your attention. So how... We can set boundaries on our time as well. Um, we can say for ourselves, like, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm a terrible procrastinator. Um, if you have been following me regularly, you would know that I did not post an episode last Friday. Here I am, it's Thursday, and I'm posting a, an episode for tomorrow morning. Why? Because I procrastinated, right? I allowed my boundaries on my time to be infringed by the other things that are going on in my life. So I'm not telling you this. I'm not sharing this with you and teaching the, these things to you because I got it down pat. You know, that I know what I'm doing all the time. I, I struggle with it as well. And I can identify when people say to me, you know, oh, time just got away from me and I don't know what happened. And, and I'm like, hey, you know, I understand. I understand. Let's look at what we can do about that. And I'm learning too. So I'm not here to be your expert. I'm here to be um, someone who has learned some things, someone who is learning some things, and someone has some things to learn also. So I hope that you, um, I hope that you take that um, and, and kind of just understand that I'm not telling you what to do. Um, sometimes I, I feel like when I do these podcasts that, that, um, as, as my, one of my gifts is teaching that I'm telling you what to do. And, and that's not my intention. My intention is to share with you, um, so that you can glean some things that I have learned and both from practice and from study, um, and take from it what you will to improve your lives. So that was a bit of a tangent. So my procrastination comes from the fact that I do not have boundaries on my time and my attention. I am easily distracted sometimes. Um, even when I sit down to to do a podcast, um, 
where I've done some research, I can get distracted in reading and research and never ever get the podcast done. So boundaries on our time are uh, an in-house boundary that can affect other people, but mostly affects ourselves. Um, It's an area where I struggle and I'm constantly at work in, in my own life is my time boundaries. Um, time boundaries can help, can um, cause procrastination. It can cause lateness. You know, you can be late all the time. It can cause frustration and stress because um, I, I, I mean, again, I'm going to be honest. This is my weakness here. Um, you know, I try and plan and I underestimate how long things will take me. And so I, I pack five things into a slot that can only reasonably accommodate three and then I didn't get something done so I always feel like I'm behind and so that is a sign that my boundaries on my time and my attention aren't really strong um so that is an that is another area where boundaries inside your house can change your life and help you incredibly um to be more organized to be more on top of things to feel better about yourself Another one is your resources, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I do want to say, when I say resources, I don't just mean money. Although, boundaries on your money are really important. You need to know how you feel about money. Um, This actually gets into your core values. You know, what what is money for? What's the purpose of money for you? What's the importance of money? What is the value of money? So when we set boundaries on our finances, it, it really boils down to um, deciding what is important to us. And, and is money a tool in our hand to do what with, right? What are your priorities? A lot of people don't take the time, I think, to really consider and evaluate what money means to them. And so they don't have clear boundaries on what they will and will not spend their money on, uh, invest in, save for, um, and spend on. So that is one. Another resource boundary um, is your creativity. And it's an interesting one because most people don't think about that. What will you lend your imagination too. What will you spend your creativity on? Um, and I think this one lacks in boundaries for me in that I don't actually spend enough time um, with a creative outlet. And so the boundary um, is crushed from the inside, basically. You know, I need to get out of my gate more to, to share my creativity. Um, So I don't know, maybe that's something that, you know, you're looking at in other areas of your life where there are things missing in your life that you wish were there. And that is also a boundary problem because you haven't taken stock of your priorities and stuck to them. You know, said, this is what I need in my life. That's a boundary. Um, So I got to find ways to, to find time to do those things, opportunities to do those things, and um, the effort to do those things. Because they're important to me. That's a boundary. Um, as far as uh, any other resources, energy is one. 
you know. This is where, you know, you can spend hours sitting on the couch watching TV when you could be doing other things. That might not be a healthy boundary for you in how you spend your energy, right? Or you could run around doing all kinds of errands all day long for other people. That might be an energy boundary. Um, so I'm hoping that you're kind of getting an idea of, of um, the, the things that boundaries um, affect inside your house. Um, and I think that um, the one thing that I really want to stress is that when we set boundaries and we communicate boundaries that's the that's the thing i want to stress is we can we have boundaries in us we run up against them all the time um we maybe haven't evaluated what those boundaries are we haven't done the soul searching that needs to be done we haven't really identified what boundary is being crossed when we feel a negative feeling or we feel frustrated or resentment or um or or even tired or uh, uninterested in life you know all those things are lacks of boundaries so i think that it's important to take stock and write it down write it down on paper so you can go back to it sit down with god and pray about it but the most important thing you can do all that but if you don't communicate to other people who are what, who are in your life, what that boundary is, and start to establish that boundary in with them, then all that other work is for nothing. Our lives are enriched by setting healthy boundaries. Our relationships are enriched by knowing what the boundaries are. Um, and so I want to end this this episode by just encouraging you to take a look at this and again like i said in in i think the first one of this series start with someone that you feel safe with someone who you know wants the best for you and wants you to be healthy and wants you to be happy and say you know what i'm trying to establish some boundaries in my life and so you know i need to tell you what i need what what is okay for me and what is not and work with them before you practice on somebody else coaching can really help with boundaries because it helps you to walk through what your priorities are helps you to figure out what's really important to you and it helps you to to really plan those responses ahead of time and then it gives you the opportunity to come back and say, this worked, this didn't work, and to strategize to move forward. It also holds you accountable for keeping those boundaries because you're going to go through difficult times in keeping those boundaries. As soon as you start to set boundaries, you know, it's going to be chaos, really, because people are going to react. Um, but that's okay because... They're figuring out where your fence is. And in the meantime, you know, you can figure out a little bit about their fence too. But you can only affect your own house. You can only affect 
your own yard. These are your fences, your boundaries. You cannot set somebody else's boundary. So all of this effort is to change you and how you respond when other people talk to you, when other people interact with you, when situations happen, you know, you will act in a different way if you are setting boundaries in your life. If you want some help, if you want to just talk and check in with this, um, this issue, you know, I am available. Um, you can go to my website, www.wildflowerwomen.ca. You can send me a message through the website or my email is in the show notes. Drop me a line and we can get together and, and I have, I'm so flexible I, I, I just want to help people, you know. People have helped me. I want to give it back. You can contact Kimberly at www.633-wakeup.com. And her email is also in the show notes. And she's really good at this too. Um, just reach out and we'll see what we can come up with together to help you live a life fuller to help you live the life that Jesus came to give you. So I want to bless you for listening and for doing your part in this by by sharing the podcast with other people, by leaving an encouraging comment for us in the, in the comment section. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. <laughs>